Uh, welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. And my name's Leah. And we are from Relax My Dog. We talk about all things dog. we talked to you about some of the toy dog breeds and I don't know about you guys but we really enjoyed it because we like talking about small cute dogs <laughs> yeah exactly um but this week we're actually going to be talking about some training secrets now we did a podcast a few weeks ago about uh, obedience training and how you um can tell by certain behaviors whether your dog does need uh, obedience training and we as a you know Leah and I and relax my dog do believe that obedience training is very important um but when it comes to training especially training your own dog because obviously you can take your dog to a trainer which is perfectly fine you know sometimes it's a bit harder for us isn't it so you know sometimes you need a trainer but yeah you know you can train your dog at home too um and here's we're just going to share some training secrets that'll just make training your dog just a little bit easier we think anyway we always like to share things that are going to make things a little bit easier when it comes to having a dog I think yeah yeah for sure like, well, you, you've got Milo, who's a collie, haven't you? They're meant to be like one of the easiest dogs to train. Yeah, I would, when like looking back to when obviously Milo's 12 now, so he's getting on, bless him. But I think, yeah, when he was a lot younger, I mean, even now we could probably still train to do something. But when he's younger and he's alert and he's like, he's willing to learn anything he can, Border Collies are like the easiest dog to train. Like, mm. We didn't take him to a trainer, we just did it all ourselves. Um, yeah. and, right, and he's like one of the most like obedient, well trained dogs um that's like in my friendship group everyone's always like oh Marlo's super super well behaved but we're taking camping this weekend and um with all my friends and they've all got dogs as well I'm like oh you should bring your dog and I'm like no it's too much stress to think about taking my dog like they don't know Mm -hmm. like they won't come back to me and I'm just worried that taking them to a new place was I'm like I know for a fact that Milo's gonna be absolutely fine I don't have to worry about him he'll do you know what I mean like I don't have to He's, he's a really really relaxed dog he won't bark if he's not doesn't need to he'll come back if I call him like he's just I know that I don't have to worry about Milo so I think if that's one of the best things about training your dog I think is that knowing that you could literally take them anywhere and they're that obedient that um they'll do whatever you say which I think is really important yeah, and that can really be the difference between having a holiday or a trip or even just like everyday life with a dog yeah making it fun or making it very stressful which obviously if it's stressful for you it's stressful for the dog as well so it's just like it's just so much better to have a dog who's well trained knowing yeah. that you're not going to have to worry about them which is great for Milo congrats Milo you're wonderful <laughs> I can attest to him being a good dog because I've met him a few times in the office and he's always been so sweet and just calm and chilled out and he just does what you does what you ask him to do so yes. yeah mm. so it's probably been an embarrassingly long time to think about how long we even met company. No, no, we met each other. Uh, we met at Christmas Day last year, didn't we? Yeah, that's true. Actually, before that, I think it was quite a while. Yeah. And obviously, we've not like um, you've not seen Milo in in ages, so we might need to do something actually going to Manchester or something. Yeah, I actually I really want to go back into so like the offices at where we work are based in Manchester, um, and I just love going to Manchester. I've actually thought to myself recently, I need to go into Manchester. So hey, we'll try and. I'll figure something out. We'll take a take a picture and put it onto YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be good. But anyway, getting back to training. Um, so yeah, here are some of the things that if you're going to be training your own dog, um, it can really help you out. So first one is to offer high value rewards. 
Um, now, there's nothing wrong with a well-deserved good boy and a tummy rub, but they're simply not as rewarding as that coveted freeze-dried liver or another delicious doggy treat. You just need to find out what treat your dog will go crazy for when performing new or preferred behaviours. Now, exploring your dog's high-value food reward is a lot of fun and part of the process. Um, always carry a pouch or a bag with your puppy's daily alloc- uh, allocation of food and lots of treats in it to teach your dog appropriate new behaviours. Just be sure to consider these treats as part of your dog's daily food allotment, or you may wind up with an overweight pup on your hands, because obviously you don't want to be giving them too many treats because it's not good for them. So yeah, if you factor in the, the sort of allotted uh, nutrition and protein or that kind of thing, it can work really well for you if you're training your dog. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good one. Like you said, I think saying good boy or doing a tummy rub is good, but obviously dogs would love any sort of treat. So that's always going to do do a lot more than just saying good boy to them. Obviously, when they get older, they'll recognise that good boy is a good thing. But when they're a lot younger oh, yeah. and they're just looking for food, um, doing it that way makes more sense. Absolutely. And the next one is to train in a boring environment. Now, ever try teaching your fur baby something new at a dog park or while interacting with people? It probably didn't go as well as expected. And here's why. There's too much distraction. Initially, as with any new behaviour, you want to start in a boring, non-distracting environment, typically a room inside your home with no toys, uh, with your dog on a leash. Um, And I think this makes the most sense because obviously if you're going to take them to a dog park, There'll be dogs running around, there'll be all them distractions. So doing it somewhere that even it might be not exciting for you or you think that the dog, but believe me, doing it somewhere boring (laughs) is like the key to to this. And obviously you want to progress to going somewhere else, but initially makes you doing it somewhere that's that's quiet and there's no distractions. Yeah, I mean it just makes sense. Like if you try and learn new things in a in a busy environment, is you you'd find it very, very difficult. Exactly. Yeah, unless you're teaching your dog how to behave in an environment like that, but that's sort of more advanced training. Like if you're just doing like basic training, it's definitely better to do it somewhere where there isn't um, that many distractions. Oh, for sure. So next is to stop yanking on the leash. Now, are you walking with your dog? Is your dog walking you? If it's a letter, forget about yanking the leash. It won't work. And plus, it's horrible. So <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> uh, Dogs have an opposite uh, opposition reflex. You pull back, they pull forward. They're not being stubborn or difficult. It's built into the way a dog is designed. In other words, if a dog pulls, it gets to where it wants to go. The dog is rewarded and will continue the behaviour. The solution is to head back inside for some walking on the leash. After a dog has walked successfully next to you many times in your home, advance to the backyard, then the front yard, then a few houses down, etc., um, this is, and then reward them for walking close to you, which I mean, it might sound like it's labor intensive, but dogs do learn quite quickly. So this is something they'll pick up. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that when you are training your dog, if they're not necessarily doing what you're um, wanting to do, you might be trying to pull them back. But yeah, it's just what's inbuilt in the dog, isn't it really? Absolutely. Yeah. And the next one is pause on the floor, please. There are all suckers for cute puppies and they're just as excited to uh, jump on us um, to receive the attention we give them. It may sound rude, um, but it's important to tell everybody your fur baby comes into contact with that your pup is training, that you should only pay attention to mm-hmm. him slash her when they have settled down with their four paws on the floor. Uh, when a new person meets uh, or wants to greet a puppy, I ask my puppy to sit or stand and then offer them treats uh, while the person is petting them, um, which is really important. I think you don't want your dog to immediately go to jumping up at somebody because it could be someone that's scared of dogs mm. allergic to dogs or anything like that you want to make sure that they do listen to you as their owner for sure 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gets really annoying when you sort of, t- you know, especially if you've got like, a young dog and you start telling people that they're training, they're like, oh, but they're so cute and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm-hmm. you can really push you back. It's very, very frustrating. Don't be that person. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, the next is that leave it is better. So dogs are attracted to things that repulse us, like food that fell out of the garbage or any sort of excrement. Mm. Um, besides being gross, these objects um, dogs pick up are potentially harmful as well. Um, so the leave it command is more effective than drop it. And it makes sense. Leave it is preventative, preventative Sorry, while drop it means that it's already too late. Again, practice it in a boring environment and not on the street where distractions are abound. And many iterations of a behavior, you do many do many of the iterations of a behavior before walking on in an overly stimulated or distracting streets where a dog might pick up something dangerous or unwanted. So like Leah was saying, in the boring environment, it's much easier to teach your dog something like this, especially because this is quite an important one as well. Um, like you know, you don't want your dog picking up something that could potentially be harmless, even if you don't know what it is, or you don't know that it's like harmful or not. It's always better to be safe than sorry. So you know, um, teach this one, leave it in a boring environment before you take your dog out to the streets where they could potentially pick something up. Yeah, and I've, I've obviously heard of leave it and drop it before, but I've never really properly thought about it. But it really does make the most sense. You don't want to teach a dog drop it because they'll already have it in the mouth. You want to yeah. teach them. It's almost like a kid. When that old, when a baby is trying to crawl up to something or whatever, and they're not meant to go near it, you don't want to tell them to just drop it, or you want to tell them to leave it alone, like come away from it altogether. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that's a really important one. Mm-hmm. And the next one is stop digging. Now, digging is a natural and fun activity for dogs. Uh, we just don't appreciate it when they do it in our yards or gardens, uh, for sure. Uh, the solution for dogs that love to dig is to give them a place to do it. Um, set up a sandbox or a designated area where they you encourage and reward your dog for digging. Uh, that will also keep them out of your vegetable garden or flower bed, which is ideal. Um, you may want to hide a few toys in the dirt for them to find um, as a way to reward them for digging in a designated spot. Again, it seems a bit weird to give them that area, but if they're going to do it anyway, you, you need to mm-hmm. do something to provide them with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so next is teaching them where to poo, um, which sounds crazy, but sit bear with us. <laughs> mm. uh, you're a good parent and always have poo bags on, on hand, um, but it's still kind of embarrassing your dog st- pops a squat on your neighbour's front lawn while they're sitting on the front porch. So luckily there is actually a simple solution, just teach them where to poop. Guide your dog onto an area where you want them to go, wait a few minutes um, and don't play or speak, uh, speak to them. Allow them to sniff, do their business and reward them heavily doing their business immediately by giving them high value food rewards which we mentioned up above um this kind of thing can really help with uh, your dog knowing where to go because it's not always about sort of embarrassment but it's like appropriateness like if your dog stops in the middle of the road <laughs> to do their business yeah. that's, not, that's not safe um or anywhere that's like near children or that kind of thing so it's much um better for you to encourage your dog to go places that's a bit more appropriate and yeah when training them the high value food reward comes in handy here too because your dog will want want it and therefore be more likely to do what it is you want them to do yeah for sure i think this is again like you say a very really important one um we've had it so many times and milo just goes um right in front of a neighbor's a neighbor's uh, <laughs> garden which it is embarrassing like even though they need to mm-hmm. go it's something that every dog does it is definitely still a bit 
bit embarrassing when you're there, like, oh. sort of, like the poo bags, <laughs> and Marlo's sat there waiting for you. So, because you know, I've done it when we get to the park rather than right now. <laughs> um, now, the next one is let them linger after peeing or pooping. Um, it may be easier to open the door and let your dog uh, apart for a, a quick a quick potty break, but you'll end up with poop land uh, mines everywhere. Keep your mm. dog on a leash so that they get used to um, eliminating it when you're close by. The trick is to reward them with high value treats when they go and don't rush back inside the second they are done, uh, which often is seen as a punishment and dogs quickly learn to hold it in um, so it won't, so they don't have to go uh, back inside. Instead, have them poop immediately after going outside and then take them for a nice long walk as an additional reward for going pee or poop on cue in your preferred location. Again, that's a really good idea because a lot of the time, yeah, mm. they'll, they might hold it in if they think that they're going to have to be forced back inside straight after going. Um, so at least you get like them to enjoy themselves and they also get, you don't have to go around looking for, for little bits of it. You can just collect <laughs> it all in one go. Yeah, no, it's, it's best for everybody in that situation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so next is to calm their fears. Now, we expect dogs to bark when they're excited or if someone knocks on the door but a vacuum or a hairdryer. Why would they bark at an inanimate object? Um, it's well-known that barking is also a way to dog, for dogs to communicate fear. Dogs typically bark at vacuum cleaners and blow dryers because they make loud noises and they move. Sometimes your dog's prey drive kicks in and he must hunt down the Dyson in the living room. Slow desensitization will help your dog acclimate to it. Um, to do this, leave the object unplugged and powered off, obviously, in a room with treats sprinkled around it and let your pooch investigate it on, in its own time. Then pick up the object, object and move it around away from your dog, giving treats for the calm behavior. Now the next is to turn the object on but keep it stationary, don't move it around. Once your dog has accepted the object under all these circumstances, reward them with a high um, high reward, uh, reward treat that your dog really like. Um, so reward them for calm behavior and you should be able to use the object without any barking. Now this might take a little while to do, like some dogs, especially depending on their breed, if they're like a bit more of a mm. skittish dog, can take a while. Um, if it's the kind of thing you don't think it's going to be worth the effort, just don't do these kinds of things when your dog's around, like don't dry your hair when your dog's about and only vacuum rooms that your dog's not in. Just sort of choose your battles, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we never had Milo. He was never scared of anything like that. Sometimes if he's in a playful mood, he might chase the hoover or chase <laughs> like a mop. But I think that's just him being playful as opposed to being scared of scared of something. Mm. Uh, now, the next one is that the reward must equal the joy. Now, what kind of reward um, is it if the command come is followed by going inside and being told to lie down? Now, the reward must equal the joy of the activity your dog is leaving. For example, chasing cars is fun, especially for herding breeds. But since they're not actually herding sheep in the meadow, it's not safe. Instead, pay your come command with a squeaky toy or a ball and then have your dog chase you. When he reaches you, play tug of war for a minute and then let him have the toy. This makes a lot of sense. Obviously, your dog mm -hmm. is doing something fun in their eyes, but he's obviously quite dangerous. You want to get them out of that situation ASAP. Yeah. Uh, but they're not just going to come over to you if you just sat there um, doing absolutely nothing. They obviously want will want something back. So, yeah, playing tug of war, mm -hmm. offering them like a new toy, a new ball, anything like that. Um, it's always a good way to distract them. Yeah, so like redirection into something that's less exactly. risky. Yeah. 
Um, okay, the next is pets don't pat. Uh, guess what? Dogs aren't crazy about us patting them on the head while saying good boy or good girl. Patting on the head is generally a punishment for most dogs, and most dogs merely tolerate being patted on the head. Try rubbing the sides of your dog's uh, sides of your dog, their chest, or behind their ears instead. I didn't know that. I feel really bad for patting dogs' heads now. <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously, if you know the dog, I think it's fine. It's just that when you initially meet them, I feel like, yeah, it's just well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give them a good belly rub or or like scruff their ears. Most dogs like scruffing ears, don't they? Yeah, which is for sure. And the next one is don't say no when they whine. Your, uh, you know your dog is feeling all right. Um, a game of uh, fetch, dinner or potty time uh, will all accomplish. But for some reason, she's looking at you with those puppy eyes and whining. Um, not obviously dogs whine for a number of different reasons, like boredom, anxiousness, excitement, or they just want some attention. The best method to end attention whining is to ignore it completely. Uh, for some dogs, even saying no feels rewarding because they got your attention mm-hmm. and they know that they're affecting you in some way. When your pup does start whining, uh, reward the behavior with a treat to instill that no whining means attention and whining means the fun is over. This kind of makes sense. I think this one is really, really hard because it's like when your baby's crying and you're not meant to go over to them because you need them to to almost self-soothe themselves a little bit. Um, with mm-hmm. this one, it's the same. You need to live through the wine just to get to the the better stage so it is a bit annoying but um all in all it will it will benefit you in some way yeah i think that's uh some of the vein in a lot of these it's just like patience like you it is annoying yeah. you have to go through it but it's like it's fully fully worth it when it comes to the end of you get the desired effect because yeah like you said dog, dogs like our attention so actually scolding them even even if you're not like shouting at them but saying no or just recognizing that they're doing something like they see that as a good thing so it's best yeah. to just them and suffer through that for a short time um before you get your desired desired training really mm-hmm. <laughs> the next is putting an end to begging it's probably one of the most quintessential dog things you can think of like a dog like if you're sat eating yummy dinner and your dog just sits there with a big puppy dog eyes like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to resist isn't it um so teaching your dog to go to their spot during meal times to prevent obnoxious barking or begging during dinner um once your dog is in their place you can say hello give them some scratches and a treat now practice having them stay in their new uh, special dinner time area while they're there give them something tasty to chew on like a marabone stuffed kong or a bully stick if they come over the table just politely lure them back to the spot and be consistent um been doing this they will eventually learn that that's where they're meant to go during meal times and you can reward them with their high value reward for doing so as well so it's not like they're not getting something out of it they're just not staring at you it's like they're eating eating a nice dinner <laughs> yeah i think with this one it's the key is just to be consistent like you can't have a day off with this one you need mm-hmm. to whenever you're having dinner they need to go to that spot because otherwise it'll just like draw you straight back to day one and you need to be consistent with it until the dog fully learns what's what's going on oh absolutely yeah 100 percent uh, now, the next one is how to play nice with others. Now, socialisation skills with other dogs and humans are best taught during puppyhood. But regardless of age, the experience has to be fun and not forced. Now, attaching positive associations is the best way to make friends. If your dog loves tennis balls, reward social interaction with a quick game of fetch. Of course, you've made a friend uh, forever if a new person offers treats too. Uh, which is really really sweet I love it when you see dogs like meeting each other in the dog park and they run over to each other and they, oh it's just so adorable 
yeah that is really really sweet and, and, and they must get so much out of that interaction as well which is also really lovely yeah for sure so those are some um training tips that just makes training your dog that little bit easier um we hope that they really help you out and um, none of them are particularly difficult I don't think and some of them are actually just sort of basic common knowledge as well like not shouting your dog and that kind of thing so yeah hopefully you guys can train your dogs a little bit easier Um, thanks for joining us this week as always I'll remind you guys that uh, the podcast is out on YouTube as well as Spotify so you guys can come and listen to us on YouTube leave some comments for us to read um, which is always a really nice interaction so yeah thank you for joining us this week and we'll see you in our next episode bye bye